that was like the first time I had like a full on anxiety attack. And that actually was the very last time I ever drove out of the state of Maine. Welcome back to Drive With Us, a podcast where we bring on a new guest each episode to talk about the crazy things they have experienced on the road, who they are as drivers, and how they became the driver they are today. I'm Bavni. And I'm Taryn G. And today we're joined by Nikki and Brooke, two best friends from Maine who co-host my so-called whatever podcast. Before we get started, we just want to note that we are testing out new remote recording platforms, and because of that, the audio quality for our first couple of episodes may vary slightly. So we appreciate your patience as we are learning and figuring everything out. And now, to the show! Thanks for joining us today. We're excited to talk to you guys about all your crazy, weird driving experiences and to get to know exactly what kind of drivers you are. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. So let's uh, get started with having you guys introduce yourselves uh, to our listeners. Sure. Do you want me to start, Brooke? Or do you want me yeah, to Yeah, go it? for it. No, okay. you go for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm Nikki, and that's Brooke. And we are two girls from Bangor, Maine. We started a podcast about three years ago. It would be three years next week. Um, it's called My So-Called Whatever. And we talk about 80s, 90s stuff one week. And then the next week, we talk about New Kids on the Block because we are huge New Kids on the Block fans. So if you don't like New Kids on the Block, you don't have to stay for those episodes, but you can come for the 80s and 90s and vice versa. But that's about it. Good job. (laughs) I should also say we have been best friends since the second grade, too. So a a long, long, long time. That is like a lot of years. Yes. (laughs) Well, congratulations on almost three years. That's awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. So as you guys know, the concept of our show is driving. And we want to start off with this question, especially since we like to share the wild and crazy stories. So what kind of crazy things have you experienced while driving? Oh, (laughs) that's a good question. Nikki, this one, when I was looking over this, I was like... (laughs) I have to I have to mention it because this is this is probably the craziest thing I've witnessed. Oh and no! You were there. Okay, okay, I'm I'm here for it. What was so it? So we were driving down 95, mm-hmm. 95 South, right, and it, somewhere in Maine, like any town, Maine, USA, and <gasps> I know passing... exactly what you're gonna say. I know exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> we were passing an eighteen wheeler, mm-hmm. and you could clearly it was evening but you could plain as anything see in his side mirror a reflection of the program that he was watching right and it was very inappropriate very inappropriate of his truck it was it was inappropriate it was inappropriate for not even just children's eyes any eyes right any eyes whatsoever and (laughs) the scariest part of it was that he like as we're looking and as we're passing him, because we're in the passing lane, right? We were passing him. We were passing him. Absolutely. Right. And he looked down at us and smiled. 
and it was the creepiest smile. I was like, Ugh. Brooke, let's get out of here. We need to get out of here. <laughs> and she just like floored it. And it was gross. Yes. It was so gross, but it was definitely memorable because mm-hmm. that was many, many years ago. I'll never yes. forget it. And every time I see an 18-wheeler, I think about it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Which Same. is like often. <laughs> oh. That that sounds like a very uh, traumatizing experience. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was it was it was gross. I mean And we were really young too. We were really young. Like Oh my goodness, I, mean, I think early Around 20 or so? Yeah, late late teens, early 20s. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely during sync shenanigans. So right. it was definitely that time. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yeah, that was definitely one that we think about, I think about often. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> that's crazy. Now that you ha- associate 18-wheelers with that, and that's not a pretty picture to <laughs> have in mind. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even dare look at their mirrors. Like I don't I don't dare look anymore. And my husband, we were just actually talking about this the other day <laughs> because we passed an 18 wheeler and I was like, remember that story I told you? And he's like, Yeah, I just don't understand how you could see it. And I was like, listen, it definitely happened. He had his mirror like tilted a certain way and it, it just, we could see it. We could see everything going on, and it just was not something that we should have seen. <laughs> right. That's right. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of NSYNC, uh, I believe, Nikki, you had mentioned yeah. uh, experience not driving to Boston. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, Brooke and I, not only are we New Kids on the Block fans, but we're also NSYNC fans. And I had a car with a with a vanity plate that said NSYNC 5. I was so proud of it. I was so proud of this car. And it so was proud. awesome. <laughs> and my friend Umberto, he worked with me. I worked at the airport. Um, he was an incredible artist. So he decided before Brooke and I were going to go to this big concert in Boston, he was going to decorate our car with like glass art. Like, I guess that's what you would call it. Like, it's like those glass painting things. So he painted my car in all the windows with sync stuff, like the big fire symbol and everything. It was like all out. We were all out. So this was during, and probably you have to be familiar with Boston um, to know what the big dig was, but um, it was this big construction project that lasted for a number of years. And I believe it was towards the end of the big dig, right, Brooke? It was, was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had always been comfortable driving, um, never had any problems driving whatsoever. I drove to Boston. And which this is the reason why I'm like hesitating is because this like forever changed my life. And we got stuck in traffic in the big dig to the point like nobody would let me in and nobody, everybody was honking at us and giving us the finger because we had sync all over our car. <laughs> and obviously they didn't like sync, I guess. Um, which was just rude. Let's just, it was, let's just put that out there. But it was constant and like it, it, it really, really caused a lot of anxiety. And I I think like that was like the first time I had like a full-on anxiety attack. And I 
we got out of the car. Like I got out of the car and Brooke swapped and ended up going in the driver's seat. And that actually was the very last time I ever drove out of the state of Maine was that time. It was. I've (laughs) heard that like drivers in Boston are very aggressive, but like Mm -hmm. to that extent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we were almost late to the concert. Um, and we we awful. had plenty of time. We had we had left like pl- with plenty of time. Um, we were hours hours in that like traffic jam, yes. um, only because people wouldn't let us out. And not only were the people like, not only were we upset, but the people in back of us were upset, and they were passing us. So they were like going past us and getting into traffic, and we're just like <laughs> s- like staying there. Like I get nervous just talking about it um it was traumatizing and yeah i i haven't even driven oh my gosh brooke i don't think that i've even driven outside of bangor really that much since then would you say yeah i don't think you really have no because it it really affected me um i mean i had to drive because of work like I so I had to drive myself to work but I still like it, I never had anxiety about driving ever 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 and then after that and, and I know you drove back like I didn't drive back you drove back I know I drove back yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but I mean we always joke because I'm such a slow driver but that day I don't think I was I think we were we were fine we we're making good time and um I remember it very well, like, because it was the last time I did it. (laughs) What stands out to me less than like people honking and stuff Mm -hmm. is seeing that guy I had a crush on in traffic. Oh my gosh. Of all the people, like it's such a small world. We're kind of crush on four hours north. We live four hours north of Boston. Right. And I worked with this guy at the mall and he was like, so cute, I thought. And anyway, I had a crush on him. And who did we happen to see in the traffic in during this whole time? Is him with my with the instinct car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, it was and you really were like weird. trying to you were trying to hide. You were like trying to like slouch down. And he was like, Brooke, is that you? I even <laughs> recognized you. Because he was in like a Jeep, right? Right, right. Yeah. But I think it was him that let us in. Probably because he was a really nice guy. I think it was him that eventually let us in and let us get in front of him. And then we were fine after that. But I mean, we, if you can just imagine sitting at the same point, I would say for hours, I want to, it felt like hours um, while other people are weaving around you and you're just like, and they're like, learn how to drive. And it's like in Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it's exactly like who was yes. <laughs> I like I I have not had any experience like that. I mean, we Maryland drivers are very crazy, so I guess we're used to that, but like I can only imagine going from probably Maine doesn't have I feel like doesn't have that much traffic, right? <laughs> no, no. No, not at all. I mean, no. Really. I mean, we do because we only have two lanes. Um on 95 north of like I can't even think of right now, but we only have two lanes, um, like a passing lane and a regular lane. Um, And 
so sometimes it gets a little congested, um, but not like that. Not like that. Well, right. We we only have two lanes, so no one's really weaving in and out. Right. Right. It's just you're either going like one speed or another speed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a vast difference between your 95 and our 95. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very different. Definitely. Very different. Yes. But speaking of different states and drivers, um, there's typically stereotypes that are associated with drivers of different areas. So, like here in Maryland, uh, Maryland drivers have a very particular opinion about uh, Pennsylvania drivers, and Pennsylvania drivers have a opinion about Maryland drivers. So. What would you say, like, are there any stereotypes about drivers in your area? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Only Massachusetts people. (laughs) Only people from Massachusetts. Should we say? Right. Because it's it's a clean podcast, so we can't swear. But we call them mass something. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, like, mass fill in the blank. Right or, S, or yeah, or you know, eh. <laughs> and then you and then, and then, whatever, uh, like a rabbit goes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: I don't think I don't think that there's stereotypes about main drivers, though. No, I don't think so. The one thing that I can say, at least, I think that for us, it's like we're like. Sorry, 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 sorry. Like, you know. I mean, some people, here's the thing. We can tell people that are from this area mm-hmm. or not. Like, when I'm mm-hmm. driving around Bangor, I know if that driver next to me or in front of me is from Bangor or if they're from somewhere else, either right. the county Even if they or have a main plate. Even if they have a main plate. Like. Right. Because our roads are terrible. The mm-hmm. lines are never painted. So, you mm-hmm. know, you don't know what lane if you're not from here and you don't know the roads, you don't know what lane you need to be in to turn where right. <laughs> necessarily. Right. It's very so confusing. I, that's how I can always tell. Like, they're not from here. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like, I don't hold it against them. It's no. annoying. No. But that's my problem, not theirs. I get mad when they get mad at me. Like, yes. that's when I get mad. I'm like, look, I didn't get mad at you for cutting me off. But now you're mad at me. Like, don't glare at me as you cut me off. Like, don't do that. Because I'll lay yeah. on my horn. <laughs> you know what they probably are? You know what they probably are? What's that? They're probably a mess yeah, thing probably. that a rabbit goes yes. into. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we we definitely have that uh, feeling where, like, if we're driving down the road, we can easily be like, uh, oh, my God, that has to be a Pennsylvania driver. And then you see their license plate and you're like, yeah, called it. <laughs> That's too funny. (laughs) I love it. So now that we've heard your crazy stories, let's get to know what kind of driver you are. And I know, Nikki, you I feel like I know the answer to this question for you based on your story. But (laughs) here it is for both of you. Are you the type of person who would prefer driving or be the passenger? Passenger for me. (laughs) I would always and under most circumstances, I would always prefer to be the driver. The only time I wouldn't is if I'm with my husband or my father. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I will. I always want to be behind the steering wheel. Is it because they prefer to drive? I, I like to drive. Like, I am a confident driver, and I think I'm a, a good driver. Very much so. And, You're an excellent driver. And I can get myself 
out of sticky situations and I can like park. Well, like some people can park and some people can't park and it's just a thing. I can usually park pretty much anywhere. Like I can get, get in. Um, and I, like I was taught by my dad. So I'm comfortable like with him, his driving. I don't ever, like I trust him. <laughs> it sounds like I don't trust anybody, but my dad and my husband, <laughs> but that's not it. Like, I just think like of my friends and like, even like, like family members, they're good with me driving. So I just prefer to drive. Mm-hmm. And I know like with my husband or my dad, I'm I'm really good with them driving. I trust their driving. And so I'm comfortable. Okay. So like you kind of touched on this. Um, so you kind of feel like, I guess you would say, you feel like you're a good driver. You know what you're doing. Um, how would your family and friends describe your driving the same way? I think so, Nikki. What do you, I mean, would oh, yeah. you? I actually feel m- more comfortable driving with you than I do my own husband. Oh, really? Yeah. I get a little oh. anxiety with him and I don't with you. I am like free. I feel so good when we drive because I have no worries. <laughs> like, I just feel like you go at a good speed and, you know, I feel like you can get us out of like certain situations. Like, um, the only time I can't remember when we were, where we were, you were getting a little like stressed out about like finding a place to park or something. And I can't remember where that was, but that, that was the only time I really got like anxious because like I was anxious for you, like trying to find a place to park. I get really upset when I can't find a parking spot. Um, especially when I feel like there should be one. And I know exactly where you're talking, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was when we went, we were down in Massachusetts. We weren't in Boston. We were outside going to Wahlburgers. Yes. Yep. And there should have been parking and there wasn't parking. Mm-hmm. And I was irritated. But then we parked like out back and it was fine. And we were tired. <laughs> we so were tired, tired too. Yeah. Yeah. Being tired adds to the frustration sometimes. Definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. We've driven tired. Well, I haven't driven tired, but Brooke has driven tired. Well, you and I have driven tired actually before and we have like stories about that. (laughs) Yeah. We were very young. We were very inexperienced drivers and we should have pulled over and stayed the night somewhere and we didn't. And um, we will forever know, like, even if we come close to that, we're like, nope, we're staying. And now, like when we go to concerts and stuff, we stay the night. I think it was the same instant concert, actually. (laughs) It it probably was. We would just drive home. Yeah, and we then went like we night because we were too young, really. To we were young you know. and we we didn't want to spend the money on it, and mm-hmm. but we would just drive home, and then we would like see things on the side of the road. Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, because we survived. We have, to, we have to be really here in Maine. We have a lot of animals, like a ton of animals. Um, so we always have to be careful of deer and moose. So deer and moose definitely mm-hmm. scary. Do mm-hmm. do moose tend to come out as often as deer? Yes. I mean, and it depends on where you are. Just keep you don't want to swerve. Like I've always been told, I don't know if this is the case with you, Brooke, but I've always been told like never swerve with an animal, but I know a friend who went through a moose, like went through it and like it she barely survived. Yeah, I had a friend, maybe it's the same friend. It was Shayla that hit him for me. Oh, no. Um, She had a moose and she was picking like 
it was like a like two weeks later, and she, like she was getting in her purse and she picked out like moose hair. Oh my out of gosh. her purse! I oh know, gross, yuck. She she was fine. She walked away without a scratch, but the moose landed on top of her car. I don't know how she wasn't. The hurt. hair of the moose got inside the car. Yeah, it smashed the windshield. So she had like glass. She had glass and moose hair, like all through her own hair, mm-hmm. and like all through the car. The car was totaled, um, by this moose, and it was just like it killed the moose for sure. And it just, it just the there was just moose hair. It was gross. Like I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't, I saw the moose hair out of her purse. I didn't see her mm-hmm. um, right after, but. It's yeah. sometimes you'll have people drive by the accident. And if it's like an okay accident, like people were okay, they'll ask to take the moose. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because yeah, they'll they'll they it. the moose <laughs> Which is, I mean, to each their own, I guess. A lot of, to like my dad. Own. To each their own. He loves that stuff. Me? Yeah, no, thank you. Even deer too. I've heard people say, "Hey, are you going to take the deer?" And you're like, "No," <laughs> and they're like, "Can I take it?" Gosh, and they put it in their pickup truck. <laughs> we did once see a guy on the side of the road, just like staring at the deer, like I, I want to take it, but then he was like looking around at all the cars driving by, like, "Should I take it?" I don't. <laughs> have you guys encountered animals yourselves or have you only heard the stories of your friends encountering them i have have you brooke i clipped a deer once just like the like the back of it um and it didn't do anything to my car and it didn't appear to do anything to the deer but it definitely like kind of it flipped it around a little bit and it kind of looked at me and ran away i was horrified but we were all fine. Knock on wood. Everything was good. But um, but that's it for me, for animals, luckily. Yeah. I had a couple. Um, the first time was when I was in driver's ed. <laughs> I ran over a squirrel and I was horrified. I was so upset. I was, I was like crying on the way to school because I was, I did the, I did my driving like during school hours and, um, came back to school it was like during a study hall and I was just like all right because I I saw the squirrel go under and then I looked and I could see it just like like still on the on the street and um then I hit a family of of skunks um when I was coming off the interstate and like I said my my parents would always tell me my father would always tell me you know, never swerve on the interstate for an animal because you'll cause a worse accident or you'll end up, you know, hitting the guardrail and really hurting yourself. Um, so I just went through it. And when I did, I mean, it was everywhere. Um, the car smelt for weeks. Um, we like even took it through the car wash a couple times and it was, it's still reeked of skunk. So that was, but that was it. Those were those two. That was enough for me, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, hitting a skunk. Mm. Yeah. So this next question comes from more personal experience for us. We've been in a lot of situations where we felt like we should have honked at the other driver for something they did, but we didn't. Have you ever had a situation where you had to honk at someone? 
all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, my husband is not a honker. And I can't tell you how many times I've reached over and honked the horn. <laughs> and he gets so mad. He gets so mad. He's like, stop doing that. You don't know how crazy people are. But like, especially if it's like, like I said, these, a lot of people will like glare at you when it's them that like did something wrong. And so like, if they try to do something, I'll be like, Meh. or, you know, if somebody's just like cut cut me off, I'll honk the horn. I'm yeah, I'm a honker. I am not a honker. I, the only time I honk is if I'm behind somebody at a light and it turns green and they're not going, and then I give them a minute. I just did that like not like just a couple months ago with Brennan Brody in the car, and the guy flipped me off. So <laughs> I've had that happen before, and it's like, buddy, what are you gonna do? Sit there at a green light? Oh my gosh, we sat there forever and I was being very nice. I'm like, I'm not going to honk the horn. And he still wasn't moving because he was on his phone. And so I went beep, just like a light little beep, beep. And he put his hand out the window. Oh my God. (laughs) My kids were like, whoa, (laughs) he's mad at you. Yeah, I've had a situation where I was behind someone who wasn't moving and the light turned green and I was about to honk the horn but then two both the people behind me honked instead so I was like I guess that's too many <laughs> which is just as worse because you're just like they don't know if you honk the horn or if they honk the horn you're like oh it wasn't yeah. me I didn't honk the horn well like she even has a problem where like she tries to honk the horn but I guess she doesn't push it hard enough that it doesn't honk <laughs> she's like I should have honked <laughs> <laughs> but her car has a very like most uh babyish honk ever <laughs> what kind of car do you drive i have a toyota corolla okay i had one of those ones for a loner i liked it so speaking of honking and annoying drivers what is your biggest driving pet peeve i think for me it's when people go too slow on the interstate, like on the on-ramp, our on-ramps are very short. They are very, very, very short. And when it there is traffic, like some people will go still like 35, like to get on the interstate. I guess it's more or less like people driving dangerously slow on the interstate. That's my biggest pet peeve. Because, you know, just like driving too fast, driving too slow could like hurt somebody. Yes, you're right. That is not my pet peeve, but I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. My biggest pet peeve, driving pet peeve, is when someone is taking a right turn, but they turn like really wide. Like they go way over to the left to turn right. Mm-hmm. That that just makes me so – I boil inside. It's like, why? Why do you need to go left to go right? exactly (laughs) especially if it's a car too oh my gosh it's it's just it's like i don't know like why do you have to take up two lanes to turn it doesn't make sense especially when i'm trying to get around you (laughs) (laughs) it's like as if they have like an 18 wheeler trying to make a wide turn but they're in like a little car and you're like why right exactly exactly i agree with you 100 percent on this one like yes. your Mazda three can turn that little turn, no problem. Right, right. 
So this seems like uh, the perfect scenario, but um, have you ever experienced road rage? Whether it was you who was ex- who had the road rage or someone who was having road rage like around you? Mm. I can I answer this. I do. I have it all the time. <laughs> like I am the worst. I am the worst. <laughs> um, yeah. I especially if I'm having a bad day, like I get yeah. And like I said, my husband isn't the exact opposite of me. And he's always like, you're going to get like, you need to like chill out. You need to just chill out. And I don't know what it is. It's just when I get behind the wheel, I'm just somebody different. I think it's that big dig coming back at me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've had it, but it's not too bad. I Because think, I'm pretty... I'm pretty easygoing, mm-hmm. like behind the wheel or just in life. Generally, like just generally, I'm pretty easygoing and I don't really I don't let what other people do really bother me too, too much. Um, I'm one of those people like if I'll never flip somebody off like driving. No, I would never. Because do I feel either. like that gives them what they want. Right. If someone flips me off, I'll just smile and wave because I feel like that's worse mm-hmm. <laughs> for no, them. Same. But but. I did, this was a couple of years ago, um, someone cut me off and I was not too far from my house and it's just this spot that people do it all the time. They speed up to get past all the traffic in a turning lane and then mm-hmm. they go zip right in front of you and it, yep. it just makes me angry. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right by the high school. Right. So I had somebody do that to me and- she, I like, I am shocked she was able to get her huge SUV in between, like, me and the car in front of me. Um, and she cut me off. So I got mad. Like, really mad. And I, I just, I stayed right on her bumper. She sped up. I sped up. She slowed down. I obviously had to slow down. But I was on her bumper. And then I realized, oh, she's putting the blinker on to go into my neighborhood. Oh, oh no. she's putting the blinker on to go down my street or the street that my street's off of. And then she kept going past my road and I was like, okay. So I went in my, bear in mind, there's five houses on my road. Um, It's small. So I went home and I got thinking about it and I'm like, she lives in my neighborhood. Come to find out. I pieced it together and I took a drive around the block the next day. She is a mother that my daughter goes to school with her son and I saw her at the bus stop every morning. I just didn't know what she drove for a vehicle. So she saw me in her rearview mirror, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Being completely ridiculous. But she also deserved it. And I I was horrified. Like I didn't go to the bus stop for months. I would make my husband go. That's too funny. Or I would sit in my car if I absolutely had to. I wouldn't get out. I was horrified. And now we're fine. Like we're Facebook friends now and everything's fine. But I was so. Facebook official. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. (laughs) So, but it taught me a lesson. Don't do that because you don't know who that person is and it could come back to bite you. You're right, Brooke. Mm -hmm. You're right. It seems like you, you guys tend to encounter people you know while you're on the road without knowing it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, we do. It's this is okay. So the one in Boston was weird because we were so far removed from home. Right. Right. But 
Bangor is not a huge town. I mean, it's the third biggest city in Maine, but that doesn't say much. Because Maine right. is pretty small. You know, the cities are small. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. just over a million people in the entire state. So when you guys are driving, is there something you like to listen to? What's typically on your playlist? Or do you like it quiet? I switch it up between music and podcasts, but I always have something on. Always. I don't yeah. drive often. When I do, there's usually somebody else in the car. But when I do, I'll typically listen to 90s and 2000s hip hop. <laughs> That's probably my favorite. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Yacht Rock lately. Hey, car. that's good too. That's good too. That's good too. And my current podcast that I've been listening, I feel like I've been listening to the most, probably because their episodes are really long, is The Office Ladies. Oh, I love it, that. I love that podcast. It takes me a solid like two days of the car and like lunch break to listen to an episode. But I do not have a long commute. My commute is like seven minutes. Okay. I was going to say like... <laughs> No, I have a very, I live 2.2 miles from my office. <laughs> so it's really, it's really quick. It's mostly like lunch break is when I listen to it. Yeah, I don't have a commute because I work from home, which <laughs> like brings me to another thing. I went two years without driving. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> I went two whole years without driving because I started getting like an irrational fear about driving. Um, and I made every excuse why I couldn't drive. And um, finally, I, my husband was like, let's go pick out a car that you're comfortable in. Um, And so I found my love, like, I love this car so much. And it's a Buick Encore. It's just a little tiny SUV. And I feel confident. And I started driving again. I just started driving again, like last July. Ooh, that's exciting. Back on the road. Yes, yes. I don't know if I would be able to go that long without driving. I, I feel like I would have driving withdrawal. Yes. I, I definitely left the house, like, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I definitely left the house. Just you were just not drive. behind the wheel. Right. Exactly. Like, either Brooke would drive or my husband would drive. I had, just as a side note, driving withdrawals. I broke my driving foot and ankle oh, yeah. both last summer. And it was, it was like five weeks before I was able to take my boot off and drive. Um, and actually I did it early. I wasn't supposed to do it when I did, but I had to, I had to get out. Like time in my car alone is generally the only alone time I have. And I was really craving it. So I drove to Target <laughs> and did a curbside pickup. And I felt like, oh, I felt like I was like coming home. (laughs) It felt so good. And also coincidentally, I, my lease was up on my, my, oh, the love of my life car last year. And instead of going with the same one because of um, hello payments, I went with the Buick Encore as well. And it is not a bad little car. So Nikki and I have matching cars. We are car twins. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we know what kind of drivers you are, let's go back to the beginning. How would you describe your first time driving experience and who was it with? So, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say 
my first time driving experience was great. I had no idea it was that easy. I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was. And it was with my driver's ed instructor. And I don't remember his name. Was it Randy? It was not Randy. It was okay. another guy. I, I'm exactly the same. I was so excited to drive. Like I could not wait to get my license. I just couldn't wait to get my license. And um, so the first time I drove, I was just so excited. And then I hit that squirrel. Oh, no. <laughs> but then, <laughs> I like I, squirrel. then I still love driving. So did this, when you went to go take your driver's test, were you able to pass it easily? Yeah. I shouldn't have passed my test. <laughs> So no. real quick story, real quick story. Um, so we had to have driver's ed and you had to drive so many hours with the driver's ed person, yada, yada. Um, my parents are a, a lot older um, than my friend's parents and they didn't really take me driving. Um, I drove two or three times total after like after the driver's ed instruction driving um, before I took my license, before I took my test. Um, and it was with my grandfather's like Buick, like one of the long Buicks that like the eighties Buicks. Um, no, or was it, or was it an Oldsmobile? I think it was an Oldsmobile actually, not a Buick. Um, but you know, the big, big cars. And so he would try to take me, which only accounted for like three times. Um, and then I went to take my test and, um, my grandfather couldn't take me to take my test. So my uncle, I call him my uncle, but he's not really my uncle. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, took me to take my test and he knew the guy that was giving my exam. And so he was like, oh, hey, buddy, haven't seen you in so long. Da, 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 da. So I rolled back on my hill stop. Um, I had to try twice to parallel park. They told me to take a left. I went straight. Oh, no. And I still pass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I should not have passed. <laughs> so are you saying that your uh, stage driving test is easier? You just got really, really lucky. No. <laughs> I, I just had, a, I had really good luck. Like really, really good luck. And I mean, here's the thing. I don't even think like... Plus, I, I was taking it in that same car that I told you guys about, like the big, big car. <laughs> so I was, I think the guy was like, props to you for parallel parking this car. So, <laughs> you know, when I finally did get it and yeah. um, the hill stop, it was finicky. Um, and I think he could tell because it was an older car. Um, but I was so nervous about those two things. I thought I just failed. So when he told me to take a left, I didn't even hear him. And I just went straight because I was going back to the DMV um, the way I knew how to go. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And I thought for sure I failed. And then when he told me I passed, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? And he was the one that everybody said, if you get him, you'll fail. So. Well, it's a good thing that you're very lucky. Uh, quote unquote uncle knew him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uncle Leo, thank you. <laughs> so are are you able to parallel park now? Like do you think No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I've tried. I have tried. Even with a backup camera, I'm like, why am I so bad at this? And I my car is so small. Um, I think if I really tried though and like there wasn't any traffic coming and whatever, I could do it. 
Um, it's just like whenever I've tried to parallel park, it's like downtown and like you feel like you're holding up traffic and I get anxious and then I'm just like, yeah, forget it. I can still parallel park. I did it today for fun. <laughs> you're so funny. Well, I did it. So I did it in my own driveway. So it really was foolish, but it's because anyway, long story short, I have a place where I park and my mom parked in front of me and I had to get out to go pick up groceries and when I came back, I wanted to go back in my same spot so I didn't have to move my car later so my husband can park in his spot. Blah, blah, blah. So I had to park, like parallel park behind my mom, but in front of my garage. <laughs> so I did it. Um, and I like to do stuff like that because I feel like it keeps me, like it keeps my skill. Because parallel parking is not something that we have to do very often here. No, no. A lot of tests or driver's tests are starting to get rid of parallel parking do you think it's an important requirement or they should get rid of it i think it's important to know how to do it i really do i don't know i don't i don't know if necessarily it needs to be on the driving test but i think like in driving school it definitely is something it should be practiced over and over and over again i wish that every time we drove that we parallel parked because i mean practice makes perfect right that's true I think it's important. And I also think it's, I mean, why would we want to make the test easier? Mm -hmm. And I'm only saying, I'm not saying that to be like mean, but I'm saying that like driving a car is a huge responsibility. It really is. And if you, if it's just one more thing that you need to learn how to do before you can hold like a driver's license, well, I feel like you should have to be able to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not much. Like, we're not asking much. People can parallel park. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn how to do it the right way. And so I, I think it's important that they keep it on. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, when I heard that they were taking it away for at least a Maryland uh, test, I was like, um, but what about like when you go to like Baltimore or D.C.? Like, how are you going to park? Mm-hmm. right right exactly you because there's know how to do it absolutely there is not a lot of parallel parking where we live but there is still some parallel parking where we live there are certain like restaurants and stuff or just different things downtown if you wanted to go to you need to know how to parallel park or else you're going to park in the garage and you're going to walk you know five miles and that's fine nothing wrong with walking but i would much rather just be able to like park in front and pop in <laughs> exactly So before we let you guys go, we have a final bonus question for you. If you could make one new driving law, what would it be? Oh, that is a really good question. I'm thinking. I, you know what it would be? I think that people get too used to their backup cameras now and almost every car has it. So like, well, it's not really a law. So never mind. Um, yeah, I was going to say, cause I rely too much on my backup camera and like, I really should be checking my mirrors and everything. That's not a law. Um, I'm not really sure. What do you think, Brooke? I have, and maybe this is more of a pet peeve that needs to be a law, but I feel like, or maybe these people need to be held more accountable, but does yield mean nothing anymore? Oh my God. Yes. Yes, bro. Does yield yes. mean nothing anymore? I cannot stand when I am on the highway and there's somebody coming on and 
I can't move over to let them in. I shouldn't have to throw my brakes on. No, especially that clover leaf. That clover leaf. You know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So I feel like like things like that need to be paid more attention to. And before I would create a new law, I would say, let's pay attention to the signs and ticket people that can't. Yes. Put a little <laughs> camera on there. <laughs> and if they're if a car has to put their brakes on to let somebody on the on the highway, take a picture of li- their license plate and send them a ticket. <laughs> They'd make so much money. <laughs> they would. They would. <laughs> they would make so much money. They would just roll it in. I completely agree with you on the whole. I feel like people also confuse yielding and merging, and they just treat it as the same or the opposite. Yes. Right. Agreed. Yes. So do you guys have any final thoughts or any tips for other drivers that are listening? <laughs> My tips would, are... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, don't make wide right turns and always yield. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that if something traumatizing happens to you, do it. Like, make sure you, like, put yourself in that situation again. Like, right away. Like, get right back on the horse. Because you don't want to end up like me. <laughs> you want to be, you want to be able to, to drive. <laughs> Those are great tips. So before we wrap this up, where can listeners find you if they want to check out your show? Um, so the, you can find us um, on Twitter at so called whatever. You can find us on Instagram, so called whatever. My so called whatever. You can find us on Facebook, my so called whatever. We have a Facebook group. Um, and you can go to our website, my so-called whatever.com and, and you, and you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. That is right. Well, thanks for joining us today. We really enjoyed listening to all your stories. You guys had some really wild ones. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> Thank so much you. for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. They had some, I feel like, very scarring and very traumatizing experiences, like the creepy semi-truck driver and then their drive to the NSYNC concert. So the creepy semi-truck driver, I feel like, one, wouldn't you expect that you are on a public space and you have, like, clear windows that everyone can see into? Wouldn't you think that people can see what you're doing? Obviously not. I don't know. It's like, this is my space. I I live here. I feel like when you're on a, like, wrong, a long road trip, the only thing that you can do is watch other people in their cars, as creepy as that may sound. But, you know, you're always, like, looking at people's license plates. That's your entertainment. Yeah, or you, like, catch them doing something in their car that they didn't expect you to others to see. You kind of feel like you're in your private space, even though... You creepy window, like, car stalker? (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, you catch people when you look over and, like, see the other cars on the road. And you're like, whoa, what is that person doing? Awkward eye contact, all that stuff. Yeah, So I feel like, I mean, when I'm in my car, I do also kind of feel like I'm in my private space. But then I don't think about it that everyone can see. Clearly, they can see like the person in front of you can easily look in their rear view and see everything you're doing. 
Yeah, exactly. Not just that. If you're like on a multi-lane road, yeah. <laughs> the person next to you can clearly look inside and be like, whoa, what now, are they doing? <laughs> now I'm never going to be able to look at the same because like every time I drive, yeah, I I look at my rear view mirror and then like if I see something funny, the person do it like uh, is behind me. It's like, wow, don't you realize that I can see you? But I never also really process that the person in front of me could be doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now I feel like I'm going to be more self-conscious in the car. This episode was a really good reminder that driving is not always just fun and games. And there can be some more like traumatic experiences. And it's very serious business. And that's all for this week's episode. If you have any interesting driving stories and would like to be a guest on the show, fill out the interest form on our website at drivewithuspodcast.com. And stay tuned until the end for a sneak peek of next week's episode where we are joined by Harmony and Maggie from the Rebel Girls Book Club podcast where we talk about getting stuck in a lot of sticky situations and the difference in driving between different states like Massachusetts, New York, and Washington. Thanks for driving with us. Love this episode of Drive With Us? Leave us a review on iTunes or Podchaser and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Drive With Us Podcast. And now a sneak peek. The GPS tried to take me on this like weird not road, but suddenly like I slide a little bit and then my car is like half off the road and almost ready to topple into a ditch.